Hi, y'all. It's Bridget Cutshaw with Real Things Living. Today, my guests are twins, Jonah and Sally Ismail. Hope I pronounced that correctly. And they are competitive, very competitive Taekwondo athletes. They wrote a book uh, recently called The Night Blooming, and they started a nonprofit in 2018 called The Power Within. Can you say hi, Sally and Jonah? Hi, Hi, thank you so much for having us. I appreciate it. You guys are very unique and very positive. And I love that you still work together, right? Twins, you're kind of hard to separate. I I don't have twins, but you're kind of hard to separate physically and probably. (laughs) Every single bit is together. That is so cool. And what I think is cool that you're still doing the competitive Taekwondo. And I'm assuming you got into that when you were in high school or was it younger age? Oh, it was whenever we were young. Mm -hmm. It was about, I think, age of eight for me. And then Jonah was was seven. seven. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. That's been doing it like approximately like 10 years. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I was so um, engaged in competitive gymnastics. And then Jonah had joined a class of Taekwondo. And after every um, gymnastics class, I would go and look at him and I'd be like, wow, that, that seems cool. And I, I, that was like the environment I was introduced mm -hmm. into Taekwondo and that's where I fell in love with it. It's truly just a different sport. It's, it's not just the art of kicking and punching. It's, it's not all about that. It's about the principles that it teaches you and just how life altering the sport can be. That is cool. I've heard that it does provide a lot of wisdom to help you think things through, right? Not just the fighting aspect, but about mm-hmm. life. And yes, it ma'am. sounds like you were, you took that, what you've learned in dealing, you know, when you're a teenager too, I'm sure we all dealt with weird stuff. And it sounded like my understanding is you also had to deal with bullying, right? Mm-hmm. And um, can you tap on that a little bit? What, how you, I'm a, it sounds to me like you use this Taekwondo to help you overcome some of this. Of course. Yes, ma'am. So we experienced bullying as well as um, abuse by our former Taekwondo master um, or coach. Uh, And he abused us psychologically, emotionally, and uh, mentally whenever we were at the age of 10. And this experience, like we continually tried to get out of it, tried to leave his dojo, tried to escape this form of abuse, which just surrounded us in negativity during our childhood, during the entirety of our childhood. And this repetitive, you know, trying, like action of trying to get out, it, it never worked. He threatened all the coaches within our area, as well as outside of our state to take us in as their own athletes. And so we were left out in the open, just trying to figure out what we were going to do, how we were going to continue this sport of Taekwondo, which we loved so fondly, not just for kicking and punching, as I mentioned before, but because of how it empowered us and allowed us to become the best versions of ourselves. And and we started like training any place we could, like whether it be in our driveway, our high school track and field, mm-hmm. whether it be the, in the park, because we were constantly driven and constantly passionate about our sport. And we didn't want 
this abuse to take us down and to make us mm -hmm. rip away from the sport that we love. Yes. So this training pretty much out in the open, trying to find, you know, wherever we could, we could make any use of training. It lasted about a year until we just sat down together and we reflected and we were like, we we want to continue this sport of taekwondo continue participating in, in it continue learning from it it's truly a journey which you learn something new every day and about yourself and about the the origin of the sport and so we decided that we wanted to continue this sport that we love so much and we created our the first ever garage dojo in our home and we've been training there since you know, eight years ago, eight we years were ago. still there and we still have, we that still like, it, it's still hard to go into training every day whenever there's, there seems to be no hope, no motivation. We, after all, we don't have any proper training facilities. We don't have any coaches. We don't have any teammates to motivate us. And that, that it does a lot, that environment to an athlete. And we didn't have that right. We didn't have that right of an athlete in those situations however we still have that goal that we want to make it to the olympics one day we don't know how and we don't know when but we believe that there is this destined plan for us just as we had believed whenever we had made it to the world cadet championships coming from this small dark garage from plano texas and we made it to this global stage with 64 plus countries and the best of the best athletes there, but we were there with them as well. And it was through the resilience that we had, you know, adapt, we had adapted to and the discipline that we had, you know, enabled ourselves uh, with. And it's just through that journey of self-discovery that we found the best, you know, version of ourselves and we continue today. I like how you said that the self-discovery and resilience and but what probably helps you is because you guys were twins and you were mm -hmm. each other yeah that so, helped yes exactly my sister she was my she was my other coach she would give me feedback we were coaches for each other mm -hmm. we had no one else and when whenever we would one person was lacking in something the other person would always improve them. And we were constantly building and constantly advancing together. Mm -hmm. And Sally was the, like a driving force for me to keep enduring through the obstacles and challenges that we had gone through. She had kept pushing me and kept driving me to see us together in the Olympics one day. Mm -hmm. And to see us together, prosper together, whether it be in our academics, whether it be going to get together in college, whether it be advancing in our rank and our sport taekwondo but we were going to do this together and we were constantly improving with each other and she was the key factor of my success and growth and it's just yes it's and, amazing. and jonah always constantly empowered me as a woman like i went into this situation weak and you know i would cry every day in training but he truly empowered me to become the woman I am today, you know, um, he just uplifted me with believing in myself and the strength that I had within myself. And 
it wasn't just our relationship together, but also our mom would be in the corner of the garage, you know, wrapped uh, in a blanket in the cold days of uh, Texas, as well as in the hot days with no AC. And she would be videoing us on her camera. And that was the only way of improvement we could have. We would sit together and um, review these videos, just trying to help each other improve from that iPhone, those those videos, those were all that we had, and YouTube videos, and just searching online, trying to research as best as we could how to improve ourselves, not only trying in our sport, new strategies <laughs> and new techniques. Not that's, only that's all we had in our sport, but also physically and mentally, we were working on both the mind and the body, and we were trying to connect them together, and that's where, as well, education came in. We truly realize the power that education has during this journey during these past eight years we were forced upon a experience that we had no control over we it was our identity that we were being criticized on we were being discriminated based on and it was that that we started questioning, but it was through education that we were enabled to empower ourselves and realize that it it doesn't it, it's not our problem. It's the outside forces, and it was education that was the one thing that we can control. That we could decide that we can control our destiny and our future with, and that's what we continue to advocate for um, in our nonprofit organization, The Power Within, and what we continually detail in The Night Blooming. It's that power that education can have on a person, especially undergoing um, these type of circumstances, whether it be discrimination or bullying or racism or abuse. It's, it's the power of education and the power of knowledge and opening doors for everyone. And Jonah, you wanted that. And instead of like seeing our, like our garage as a cell, as, as a cell, like a jail cell, we saw it as a laboratory to like venture into new obstacles, venture into new limits that we didn't know we had, but put ourselves in situations where we say that we don't know the we don't know the consequence. We don't know what's the outcome, mm -hmm. but we know that if we get through this obstacle and we get through this consequence, then we can arise as a new individual and better individual with new determinations, with new goals and with new boundaries that he can or she can surpass. Mm -hmm. So my thought was, <clears throat> you mentioned the word education. Did you take... Um, additional classes other than just going to school? I was just curious on that. Yes, ma'am. So most importantly was the power of books for us. We, it wasn't just, you know, reading, you know, fiction books or nonfiction books. It was also just the researching, you know, it was medical, a new medical innovations on how to connect our mind with our body and even venturing out to um, ancient philosophers such as Ibn Sina, where we found our identity in. We resembled with him as a, um, two Arab kids in, in Texas, and we found ourselves in him. We found that the accepting the exception in these books and in this research and we found that our identity was was valuable you know and that through all of this research and knowledge that we had accumulated we had gained so much perspective and so much you know 
open-mindedness and that allowed us to overcome the obstacles. survive in the garage it allowed us to create new solutions to the problems that we were being count, uh, encountered by every day right it's, it's great sorry that you brought up the word books because because books contain so much knowledge and you're yes. learning the author's perspective Usually, especially mm -hmm. nonfiction, right? I mean, you can learn from fiction too, but I think nonfiction usually have more lessons and takeaways that you can yeah. dive into. Mm -hmm. And I like your positive attitude. That's one thing you have in common. You get to me, if bad things happen, things are negative, but to me, it helps you get through the day. And you're the same way, having that positive attitude. And it's like you're, your sport that you're involved in it really truly helped you focus right yes you, it, was. it was that that that's why that was part of that shift in perspective that we had in the garage just as jonah mentioned we didn't view it as this place where we had to go that we were you know forced upon. to upon we had to change that mindset into this is an opportunity for us we've been we've been allowed the opportunity to be focused, to be disciplined in Test our goal, mm -hmm. in our goal, and to emerge as a new individual, as a stronger individual, as a more intelligent individual. And we were working on ourselves these past eight years in this garage. And it was there that we truly were able to go to the next level. And as ha Sally said with the books, in the books, when we were reading, we would see people going through the same obstacles that we had mm -hmm. and we were learning how they overcame the obstacles, how they overcame the limitations. And through reading research papers, mm -hmm. we were seeing how the power of the mind and the true capabilities it withholds in a person's life and overcoming the most negative aspects of anybody's life or obstacles that anyone could think, how do you overcome that? Well, the mind is the key factor. Mm -hmm. The mind is the source of all right. that we can do and yes. our, our limits that we can set. Because what you think you cannot do, the mind says, yes, we can do. Mm -hmm. And we continue to advocate for that for that where wherever we go, especially on our main advocacy platform, on our Instagram at Sally and Jonah Ismail. Um, we post daily, you know, inspirational messages and as well as... Um, developing like uh, our our trainings uh the the trainings that we had developed on there we post them daily just trying to you know advocate for that power of the mind and the body connection and we even took that purpose that we had discovered of ourselves during these past eight years into our nonprofit organization we've done multiple projects ranging from filling and, uh, and fundraising for backpacks filled with school supplies for not just our community, but internationally as well. And we've even gathered thousands of books and worked with organizations internationally in Africa to empower education through reading books and, and enabling libraries. and enabling literacy there. So our main target especially is these underprivileged areas because we understand how they lack those resources which can truly transform lives education can transform lives and it's that that we see that there's a lack of over there in areas that lack those resources and we try to help bridge those gaps wherever we can yeah like i like that because reading so when you're talking about giving them 
do you provide books? Is it like children's, I guess, what age group? It doesn't matter. Well, it ranges from mm-hmm. kinder to 12th grade. Kinder to 12th grade. We provide picture books as well as chapter books. So it, we try to cover as much as we can. And also like nonfiction, like you said, because it's a very important mm-hmm. genre. Of, right. Of books. It's one thing I've done with my family. Now, I'm not a grandmother, but I have my my nephews uh, have like kids. And so everybody only gets books from me now. I, that's how I raised my, I just think it's important. I mean, video games are cool and stuff, but I think you think, you think and, and um, reflect on what you're, you're reading, yeah. right? It slows you down yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. And exactly. back to reflecting on your life and reflecting. Yeah. It helps you reflect. And another thing that popped up into my brain um, is the, you're building, you built confidence. And that is something I've written about in the past about example of sports can help. It doesn't matter what sport you're in. If you find something that you like, or you're gaining something from that, it helps you build. I think it helps you build confidence and and everybody's what they like is, is different. And Mm -hmm. I never was exposed to Taekwondo. I mean, I grew up, you know, it just depends on where you live and what you're exposed to. And I, I was exposed to, um, you got to run, right? I think, but then I learned that I, I would grow up in the seventies. Okay. So <laughs> soccer wasn't popular then, but I probably would have liked it. You know what I'm saying? I just don't know because yes, running involved mm-hmm. <laughs> and no, we, we completely, opportunities you had yes, in that time. And we completely understand that because that was the common thing as we were growing up as well. Like in, even in school, whenever we would come in, like we had just gone to this huge international open ter- a competition and we had meddled and there were these all these countries there and we would come home and you know we'd we'd bring our medal we'd be we'd be talking about our experience so and just happy. how just how amazing this not only just the competition and the the feeling and the pride but also the experience that got us there as well as you know the culture that we were immersed in but we would come home and you know, people didn't take it seriously because it was Taekwondo. It was something that they were unfamiliar with. And that's what also we tried to educate with. We tried to advocate for the sport of Taekwondo and what it can teach you. Because especially in this modern times, we we see that Taekwondo may be viewed as like, oh, I'm going to find a kick and punch, you know, like, that's so cool. But that's but not all it that's, is about. That's not it. We During these past eight years, we were also researching the origin of our sport. And with that comes the principles that it was founded on. And it's those that truly attract and, you know, individuals to this sport and what makes it so unique. Right. It's, it's sounds like it's very, it's, it's kind of spiritual in a way. Is that the right word? And it, yes, it, it is. It's like a soul, mind and, and body connection. Yeah. And your mm-hmm. mind, your mindset uh, grows and it makes you definitely uh, help you look at a situation, reflect on it, and it can help you solve some problems rather than reacting. Isn't mm-hmm. that the right word? You don't react as much. It helps you like, kind of look back at the situation, step back, mm-hmm. analyze it, and then find a solution, as you just said. Mm-hmm. Right. It, that is, um, I use my running to, um, it just helps me be in the moment, right? I, that's yeah. how I look at it. And I don't run marathons. I don't, mm-hmm. that's not my, I've done the half merit, but I'm more of a. Just a free spirit. Yeah. It, it's my spirit. It just helps me, makes me happy. And 
I went on a run yesterday after work because oh, I was yeah, a little yeah. angry. I'm, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Actually, the anger, but I'm like, I gotta go get this. But it just helped. Yeah. I mean, I don't go out there sprinting. Any, I mean, but it, I, you, the Taekwondo, I, I've learned from you guys. I mean, what is another sport that's similar to that? I can't, um, I've heard Taekwondo. Um, it's kind of like to karate. Yes, karate, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, that's what it's, Yeah, it's a scope of martial arts. Martial arts, yeah, that's the word, right. Yeah, principles. I don't, they probably had that available when I, I just don't, but my parents let me dance. I was a. Yes, those are the classic sports. During that yes. time, so like. Yeah, like Jonah even, he tried, I think, more than five sports. He tried basketball, baseball, um, like all, soccer. All the, all the popular sports. Yes. yes. I would, I would, I would try, to try, fit I would try in. them. But I, would, <laughs> I would see, I'm not finding myself here. But as soon as I joined Taekwondo, I'm like, this is where I am meant to That's be. That's perfect. And I'm glad you found it. it. And like, this is where I will prosper. And it will teach me so much stuff that will help me later in life also mm -hmm. from like the different principles, like determination, discipline, integrity, and perseverance. Yeah. I like the, uh, you made the reference to you try different sports and that's how you're going to find what you like. Right. Yeah. And that's how I found, you know, I like running because my parents had me do, I'm sorry, softball. I think it's so stupid because I'm sorry, the balls are humongous and we're little. Yes. And they, and I was, they put me out there to run to, you know, they filled me in because I didn't know at the time I, I liked it and I was good at it and mm -hmm. dancing. I like dancing, but again, it wasn't fast. I don't know why I'm just, that's how I am. But the, well, you I, found I, yourself. Mm -hmm. yeah, I found myself trying those other sports. Like, like I said uh, earlier, gymnastics, I can't believe I learned that I was good at running from because it was involving the sprinting on the which is exact I can relate to that also because that's where mm -hmm. I I used to play soccer whenever I was very little and I realized then that I love to kick like I oh yeah yeah like for you the gymnastics for me it was like the soccer that was yeah. what truly made me find out about taekwondo and what I really love to do and same with Sally with gymnastics mm -hmm. Yes, I gained so much flexibility from that. So it was definitely a bonus. Very, very useful in Taekwondo. It's very useful, I'm sure. And I, martial arts has a lot of good lessons to teach people, and we should talk about it more. But I think in our U.S. culture, we just focus on the violence sports. You know what I'm saying? That's just what I've seen. Um, especially with sports like kickboxing or boxing yeah, and that's like, right and that's kind of what people are in their they don't understand the difference on how it's conveyed the messaging and i like how i've noticed which is good the eastern and western cultures are are especially with not just the sports you talk about but like with medicine it's yeah, just yeah. we need there's a reason that stuff's been so helpful for decades and thousands of years we're actually we're actually even researching the the medicine the, di the difference between and the interconnection between uh eastern and western medicine uh we actually go back to our roots um and go to ibn sina uh he helped us a lot during these past eight years as he allowed us to truly just gain understanding of that mind and body connection yes. and He's tr he truly was He's amazing. amazing. And it's it's just so sad to us how 
you know, no one knows about him today. He's just, it's just so, you know, it's just disappointing because he's just done so much, not only for the whole field of medicine today, but just for life in general, for discovery. And we just like for a concept for like the COVID whenever we were isolating in the quarantine in the quarantine we used his technique of which means just like a 40-day isolation period Uh but extended long time so most of the stuff and most of the medicine and most of the innovation that we use today the roots are from Ibn Sina since he was truly fascinating in a variety of aspects of medicine whether it be in like pharmacology Mm -hmm. whether it be in psychology or even just surgery because he's truly the foundation of what we like Mm -hmm. to say like in medicine i mean his textbook was used for 500 to 600 years after Mm -hmm. yeah he's truly an icon he's truly an icon for us especially since we hope to go into the medical field and hopefully both of us want to become uh, neurosurgeons Oh, that's awesome. I have a, I have a neurosurgeon. I mean, I don't, didn't mention this guy before. I mean, I have like a rare brain, primary brain tumor. Yes, yes. And the doctor that I chose to help monitor it, he is ter, Dr. Tariq Javed. And I just had, I just met with a lot of doctors. So I didn't know what to do. And I asked him, I said, if this was your wife, would you do surgery on her? And he said, no, because the where it's located it would be very, very high risk. I had to do something. So he's been monitoring it. And I had a new technology at the time called CyberKnife, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. shrunk it. But it's one of those things that grew slowly. I didn't know I had it, but I listened. I was I I did the integrative medicine aspect. Mm. I didn't want to, I mean, you know, I had to get the traditional therapy, mm-hmm. but this doctor has just been amazing. He's because I'm like, some of these surgeons just want to like drill in my head right away. I'm like, I had a bad vibe. From that, right. Yes, yeah. You have to look at the whole every. And I think you understand this. That's why I think holistic. I mean, medicine holistic, is exactly it, it. You look at everybody is different. Our bodies are not the same. And neurosurgeons are the bravest people. I think that's a great um path to take i think they're brave because they have to look at so many factors and i i just think it's um you guys are learning so much you're a great example you're you're taking you had some bad experiences but then you made a takeaways and positive and help you develop some good core values to your life and and you're taking responsibility and finding a purpose and and then the book, Night, The Night Blooming, which was published this earlier this year, how did you get prompted? Did someone recommend that to you or you just did it on your own? I'm just curious. Oh, no. Actually. So, you want me to explain the beginning? Sure. Part? Okay. Um, <laughs> so The Night Blooming is really a collection of journals that we have wrote over the past eight years of our lives, mm-hmm. the past 10 years okay, of cool. our lives, that we wrote every day from the experience that we had went through documenting the emotions that were coming into us documenting mm-hmm. the feelings we were feeling during that time and over time me I asked Sally do you want to write a book together and then voice our struggles and voice our our 
obstacles that we had endured through to the world and let them see what we had gone through and hopefully empower others. Yes. Right. So this was, as Jonah mentioned, it was truly a healing journey for us. That's how we could not let the negativity that we were being surrounded by consume us. Instead, we were able to reflect on not only ourselves, but our emotions as well. And we got to get that mental you know, awareness. And this process of writing this book was honestly like a three year on and off journey. At times we were, you know, we were scared. We were, cause we were exposing ourselves. We were in our, you know, we were vulnerable at these times, you know, at these times that we were so weak, but, and we were fearing the judgment that may have resulted in that. But we always recentered to this could actually affect someone's life someone could actually relate to this experience it doesn't have to be the same exact one it could be different circumstances but it's just that message that I think we really felt deeply that we could affect someone else's life with and that's what prompted us to write this book and storytelling is what people want to should say that's very healing that's what writers do you're you're a writer too you're writers too and I think that's very healing people like to hear that um your experiences and gosh only knows you i'm trust me you're gonna have another book in another uh few years because <laughs> you're gonna have more experiences to share especially if you're gonna go down the medical path you're gonna have share more stories that's just how i i see it and i am so glad that we connected it's i love your positive attitude and we have more in common than you realize and no. uh, we really do. I mean, uh, I love your- yes, we, I love and it. I love your story as well. It, oh, it's amazing how you went, went and through this. I don't talk about it much, but I was bullied too when I was younger because my grandmother is Vietnamese. My mother's French. So oh, wow. I love combination. And my, wow. because my mother was married American soldier and that's why she's here. But I looked different when I was, yeah. and so they, you know, you understand that and they made fun. You know, they would ask me what I was, and I said I am human, and that's what my response was. Yes. And my and I did do a DNA test. I'm sorry, I don't know if you know this to see if I have, was an American Indian, just because I people think I am, but I'm not. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I just wow. wanted to double check. But yeah, because on my father's side, it's it's British and um, Spanish, and my oh. mother. That's and, a very wow, that's so my, cool. My mother is um, French and Vietnamese, but there's also Spanish there because they're from Southern France. So Mm. it's just amazing. You just, I love embracing all these different perspectives and, and I just think it's great that you're being you. And I I think it's fantastic story. And sorry, I threw in there about me being bullied. (laughs) I, that's why it's experiences like those that you become convinced by society that they're weaknesses, but you truly, you know, you grow out of that and you, you know, you grow up and you, you see that they're actually your strengths, you know, they truly empower yourself and they give you so much perspective in relation to others. And like the people that we like, we connect with each other because we have both gone through obstacles and we have both gone through situations where we didn't see that there was like a light at the end of the tunnel but there is right I just embrace who you are 
That's what it is. And it's going to help you find your purpose rather than trying to be somebody you're not. And that's my takeaway from life and from our conversation. And this Mm -hmm. has been awesome. I I really love this. And I'm going to definitely recommend the listeners to get their book, The Night Blooming. And where can you... um, people find more about you guys you have a mm-hmm. website or so the website for our book can be found at the and you can also find our book on amazon uh kindle apple ebooks goodreads barnes and noble and so on and our nonprofit organization website is the power within sj.org and our main advocacy platform on instagram is at sally and jonah ismail so be sure to give us a follow Uh, This is awesome. Thanks. And um, for those that are listening, I'll include the links in the description just in case you're driving while you're listening, right? So thanks again for your time, guys. It's been awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much, ma'am. It's been an honor. enjoyed it with you. Have a great day, everybody. I appreciate your time and I thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast or leave a comment. Now go have a great day.